<laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Another Ramblings Podcast. This is Zoe, your zero, your host, whichever you prefer. Um, and today I have a lot of guests and we're going to be talking about a lot of things. And I hope you enjoy the rambling that's going to go on. Ollie, Ollie do you want to say something? I'll say something. Um, we're going to ramble about many things today. The future is one of them. We're going to ramble about who we are as people and the different paths we're taking in life. We have Alice, Imogen, and Oscar. Take the mic. I have the mic. We have Alice, Imogen, and Oscar. They're going to join in. They all have interesting uh, stories to say. Right now, they're watching Pirates of the Caribbean. And let's begin. (laughs) So, I'd like to know, what is everyone thinking of their future careers or future life paths at the moment? I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have no idea. I've got I've got three plans basically that I've got on the future, like on on the on the the Rolodex. I've got van life in the states where I go home and I take my cat with me and I go home and I stay there for probably three years and I do van life and I work and I do photography while I do that. Um, other option is I stay and I travel the world and do workaways. And, like, work on farms and shit and do that kind of stuff. Um, other option is I get a job in Manchester and I stay in Manchester. So, it's it really, it's it's up for debate. It, it all depends. It's, it's very confusing. Um, but really, it could go anyway. Um, and... I, I'm excited. I'm excited at the prospect, but I also want to focus on what's happening right now, which is like, like school and stuff, and like the like school year ahead. Because like the school year ahead is like already exciting. Like the school year, like there's so many opportunities and so many like instances where I'll be able to do something fun that I could potentially do. But that's an interesting point. I mean, you're considering the f- uh, future already. And yet you're still at uni. I mean, you're only two-thirds of the way through. And you've changed so much as a person since you got here. I knew you within a few weeks of getting to uni. And you were a very different person at the time. And at that time, I think you had very different goals in life. So it's interesting to think that, will your goals change in the next year? Will you have completely different views on what you think you want to do? Or will you be a different person by the time you leave? That's a very good question. Um... I think I think I I'm in a constant state of change. I'm in a constant constant state of change. Interesting take. So out of out of everyone here, um we all have very different paths in life. I'm looking to go into right now at least, I'm applying for master schemes and I'm looking to go into physics, I'm looking to go into nuclear fusion if I can, if not renewables. But it's really interesting because even though I grew up with Bella, for example, Bella's taking a really different path. She wants to work in an architecture firm and maybe design her own firm one day. And it's just very strange seeing that, while well, we all kind of take our own choices and change as people, um, we all still meet up and have the same interests and that kind of thing. But yeah, like, looking, looking back at it now... When Bella, a few years ago, uh, when she was younger, she didn't, from what I knew, she had very different interests. Architecture wasn't her first port of call, right? It wasn't what you wanted from ages ago, was it? Wrap it and do it in a bit. It's wild that you know, that it's just wild that you know somebody. Jump back into podcast mode. Podcast mode. 
we talking? We talking in a podcast mode. It's yeah. So I've got when I came to uni, I'm doing physics, and I thought I'd mainly be hanging out with people in my course. Um, at this point, I only have one person left who I hang out with consistently in my course. Everyone else is friends I've met through societies, through um, friends of friends. Um, through them, a few of them just threw a night out. And even though, looking at it on paper, we'd have had less in common, I got along way better with these people. And I want to know what it is that like connects people, that drives people to hang out together. And that, um, what's the reason these people are the people I want to spend mo- the most amount of time with? Honestly. Find anything new in the same way? Which is like part of the reason I want to go to a different country. I want to get that feeling back. I want to get that excitement of walking around a corner and not knowing what I'm going to find on the other side. It could be a tattoo shop. It could be like a bakery. I could find a water park. I don't know, and I don't want to know. I want to experience it firsthand. I want to meet new people who have, like, different stories in life. It's like, my favourite thing about new people is, like, stories. I like to hear the things that people... The stories people have, the lives they've lived, and hear, like, who they are and how they got to where they are. When I got to Manchester, I lived in a shitty little town near Portsmouth my whole life. Um, everyone had the same story. Everyone grew up there. Everyone lived in these, like, houses near school. They'd walk into the same school every day. Everyone knew who everyone was. You get to uni, and suddenly it's like a whole new world opens up. Everyone's not just from around the UK, but everyone's, like, internationally. And I'm just looking forward to going to a different country and getting that experience again. That's what part of the reason why I want to go to a new uni and why I want to travel as an adult, because I want to see more of the world. But I'm a little bit worried that what if I've already burnt through most of that? What if when I go there, I'll have burnt through the like excitement and all the new stuff that I'll find out? There'll always be new stuff, but I mean, there were no tattoo shops or anything in my town. It was exciting seeing them on the street. The more and more I see of life, the less new stuff there'll always be. And I'm just wondering whether I'll ever get that feeling back, that feeling you get when you're in your first year of a new school or uni or when you finally get on summer holiday and go on holiday for the first time abroad with your family will that feeling come back? Who knows? Who knows? It's only something you'll figure out first hand because it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. And like I feel like the way I see the world is different to a lot of people. Um, my excitement and stim- like stimulus almost entirely comes from new things. That's what excites me. I couldn't live a routine. I couldn't do that kind of life. I could never be up at 8am, in at 9am, work till 5, go home, living in a city, heading to work on the same route every day. That would kill me. That's part of the reason why, like, my... I don't know if I told you, my mental health got really bad at the end of um, last exam period. I was sitting there, and I was going into the library, and I have fixed that in my work, and I usually... I'm not able to mentally do anything apart from work at the time. So I'd be working, maybe seeing one or two mates in the library, and then going home. But it got to the point where I was living such a routine that it was killing me. And to get out of that, I was pushing my like sleeping time later and later so I could stay up in the night to try and find exciting things going on, even if I was staying in the library, watch out the windows, and see if anyone 
was walking back, you know, walking back from the clubs, saying interesting things, talking about their nights out, and it ends up with me staying in the library all night by myself, getting lonely, then going home, sleeping all day, and not seeing anyone for days. When I came out of that, I first started going on, like dates again because I had to stop doing all that because I was hyperfixating on the work. I was so my mental health was so bad and my anxiety anxiety had got so bad that I could barely talk when I first started seeing new people again. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of months to build that back, to get back to who I was before the exams. And it was just that lack of stimulus, that lack of new things, of new people, that routine was literally driving me to a state of unfit mental health. So I'm going to have to travel the world and find new things for the whole of my life. But is that a reasonable and you know practical thing I can do as an adult can I travel to a new place every two years can I get a new job every two years at some point am I going to have to settle down because I don't know how I'll react to that yeah but yeah that's it's something I'm going to have to figure out because my I mean my brother's the same he has run off to New Zealand he's been there a year and I called my parents earlier he's sick of New Zealand now he wants to come home but in reality, he doesn't want to come home. He yeah. just wants somewhere new, and he can't yeah. afford to go anywhere else. He is exactly the same, and he's take, he's not gone uni. He was thinking going military. Um, he's not doing that anymore, from what I can tell. He doesn't know what he wants to do either. But yeah. I think he's gonna just travel for a bit. But I think no, he'll, he's like me, and he'll never be able to find like one place and settle down. My dad was exactly the same. He'd never admit it, but. He was in the military for 24 years. Um, he went all over the world. Whoa. And he was never able to, like, stay at home, even when he was, like, on break. He'd come home for three, four weeks and then run off again. And even after that, he tried to take a year out one time to work in Bristol. He said it was the saddest year he'd had in his life because he was living a routine. He'd come home at the weekends. Um, otherwise, he'd rent a tiny flat in Bristol. He'd drive to work... Um, do his routine come back and go home at the weekends he couldn't do it right now he's working abroad and he has to keep moving cities moving jobs every two years or so or he just gets stuck in that routine he's done it really well because of his time in the military he was able to travel that much and he was able to like see the world and he was able to get a job now where he can travel more but as an entry level job does that kind of thing exist am I going to be able to you know find a job that suits what I want to do where I can see every corner of the earth and just keep meeting new people while growing as a person. I have no idea. Yeah, no. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly. Do you have anything that you'd like to really rant about? Mm. It's a vague question. What can I rant about at the moment? Mm. No rants that'd be good for a podcast, I think, at the moment. That's all right. Let me think. I don't know. I think a big part of it is I feel like I grew up in a weird household. Um, We can talk about households. It's not a bad household. I would agree with... I'm in a similar situation. Yeah, it was abnormal. My whole family is definitely neurodivergent in a way. Um, My dad's got ASD like me, autism spectrum disorder. My mum, I'm not sure... She's, um, you know, she doesn't want to find out, which is fair enough. My brother likely has ASD or something else as well. 
he's quite similar to me and my dad in some ways, but different in others. Um, but when, I, as I said earlier, my dad was travelling my whole life, so my mum was our like primary caregiver. I get a vibe from her that she was not the kind of person she never wanted to be like a stay-at-home mum in the sense that she wanted to care for kids the whole time. Yeah, she'd take us home from school. She'd from the ages of like she stopped buying us presents and stopped like um, doing stuff you think of like a maternal parent would do around the ages of like five six. You know, buying new books, um, taking us on like days out. She was still a great mum, but she'd stopped the kind of maternal stuff a lot by that age. She'd take us home from school. She'd put us in front of the TV. My brother and I would sit there in silence um, until seven o'clock or so. We'd eat dinner. We weren't allowed to talk about anything that she didn't want to talk about. Me and my brother both hyper-fixating, hyper-fixating on Pokemon at the time. Weren't allowed to talk about it. We'd have this awkward, kind of withheld conversation about how our days were at school, stuff like that. Then she'd put us back in front of the TV, and we'd sit there until we went to, until we went to bed. And she'd sit in the kitchen and make notes or play Sudoku or backgammon, something like that. That was my childhood until... I was about, t- t- probably till I went to secondary school. And then at that point, I was got I got an iPod. I started just going to my room, hanging out on my, on my iPod, playing video games. I think that kind of changed as growing up. It changed who I was growing into. Because I still feel I need other people around. And my dad has the same thing. However, I also am very used to my own company, if that makes sense. Like, I, in some ways, I'm happier just sometimes sitting in a room with someone else in and not interacting with them. Mm-hmm. And now that my brother and I have moved out, when we go home, my mum tries to interact with us a huge amount. Um, we'll be sitting in the kitchen on our phone and she'll just come and try and talk to us. And it's very, very disjointed and very different to what she used to do. And she gets genuinely fed up by the fact that we don't want to interact with her while we're in the same room. But it's kind of... I do that um, now at uni. I'll be hanging out with Alice and Imogen in our living room watching TV. And they'll be trying to chat to us and sometimes I'll just be on my phone and just not interacting. I think it's kind of something I kind of grew up with and it's going to be something I do for life. It's just sometimes I tune out and do my own thing while around other people and it's a very weird way of in a social setting. I can be at pre's and I can sit there for the entire pre's on my phone and not talk to anyone sometimes. And I'm happy with that, but it's not what I think I'd have grown up to do if I hadn't had that as a kid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the rant. I can see a lot of that. I can I can see a lot of that. I feel like... I think in terms of my experiences growing up, I grew up in a very disjointed household. Um, I grew up in a household where my parents shouldn't have been married because they were constantly at, like, constantly at a collision, I feel like, in their relationship. Um, and they just couldn't get along. They just couldn't get along at all. And it was quite stressful and annoying to be a kid in the household where your parents couldn't get along because you were like, what the hell, this is supposed to be the example of what I'm supposed to be, like, living for. Like, you're supposed to be the example of what life is for. Why are you not the example of what life is for? Um, 
But um, we figured our shit out. Um, but I think that, like, a lot of the things that, like, like a lot of the ways that I was treated as a child have shaped me into who I am today. Um, like, the way, like, let me just, like, let me just set the scene for you. Like, okay, it's 12 p.m., it's, it's nighttime, it's summer, it's, it's cold, but the AC is on, and you're in the house, and you've just got home, and you're walking through the house, and you're walking through the kitchen, the kitchen, the light in the kitchen is on, the light outside the kitchen is on, there's the living room, and then there's, you go into the living room, and then there's your dad, and he's sat on the sofa, asleep, and he's watching Friends on the sofa, He's got a beer in hand, um, and he's watching Friends, um, and you don't want to wake him up, so you just go upstairs, go to your room, and you get ready and go to bed, and you go to bed, and you go to sleep, and you fall asleep listening to the sound of Friends playing downstairs on the TV, um, and yeah. It's almost the... The father you see in TV shows, the one who kind of uh, almost tries but sometimes doesn't, if that makes sense. The one who uh, you see coming in from work on a, on a TV show and be like, I've had a hard day of work, I need a TV, I need a beer, and I'm going to sit there and that's going to be my evening. And it's that person who um, grew up with that kind of childhood themselves. And that was their dad when they were older. And they've kind of copied what they're doing. And that's trended on. And they've ended up with um, just copying their mannerisms. It's a cycle. And it's not necessarily good for... Or a healthy way to be as a parent sometimes. Um, If you're not like... You don't have to be around your kids all the time. You don't have to give them full... full, You know, attention 100% of the time. But... On a nice evening, you can hang out together. You can play board games, and I think that's something we both never experienced. Like just family time as a thing is something my family never did, and I'm not sure yours did that either. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. Anytime we had family time, it would be my mom, me, and my brothers. It would never be my dad. My dad was never involved. I don't know if that was the same for you, or if what what do you have to say on that? Uh, we. So when my dad would come back, he would be back less than two months a year if you added up all the weeks. He'd be back two weeks here, two weeks there. When he was back, family time would be we'd either watch a movie together in silence and my brother and I would leave halfway because my mom's really picky with movies. She doesn't let anyone else pick and she does not have the same movie choice as everyone. Or we'd go to the pub together and they'd you know get drunk and we'd just sit there and drink our Coca-Cola. But especially when my mum, my dad wasn't there... We wouldn't interact with each other at all. We'd be like strangers living in a house share. We'd stay in our rooms until we ate and then go back to them after. My mum would live in the kitchen. I'd live in my room. My brother would live in his. Um, we never hung out, even me and my brother, from the ages of about from the age of about 11. We wouldn't play Xbox together. We wouldn't, you know, go to the park together. We never did that. We never did anything like big family related as I got older. You know, I I have a very similar experience. I I did not, 
I have no relationship with my siblings. I did not, like, like, I never, like, played games with my siblings. I never, like, like, the most that I ever got was when I was really little, when I was, like, probably, like, five or six, probably, like, six, seven age. I would play, like, we would play, like, games and, like, toys and, like, we'd play, like, pirates and stuff like that. But, like, that was the extent of our, like, relationship. And then after that stopped, then there was no relationship because it was just, like, that was it. That was it. And then school started and then we were in the same school together and then it was just kind of, like, seeing each other in the hallways and it was just, like, it was a very weird experience. It's just, it was a weird weird having siblings who you don't really have a really good relationship with who you just kind of like know are existing in the same space as you it's it's a very weird feeling i reckon it's yeah it's something at least for me i always i almost regret it like i wish i'd spent more time with my brother when i was younger but i was never that kind of person to spend a lot of time with other people neither was i and yeah i were you like me in the fact that like i was so young that i wasn't thinking about it like that like I look back on it now and I think um my brother and I were so so similar until until I was about 12 we had the same interests and everything but we just stopped hanging out and I don't know whether it was out of competition we were both really competitive as kids um I think we've both grown out of that in a way because we're doing such different things in life but we'd compete on everything who caught the most pokemon um, who could run the furthest. Even when we got older, it was, you know, um, who was better at gym. We both got really into that. Who could do the, more pu- the most push-ups. And it wasn't just competing for others. It would be, ag- like, aggressive, competitive competing. I remember one time, we must have been still 16 or something, I was going to go make breakfast in the morning before school. I go to use a microwave. My brother rushes in, and we're, like, fighting over- on the floor over who can use a microwave first. I don't know what it was about us that we just wanted to fight over everything and compete. Trying to prove who was the better brother, I guess. Um, But that was the only kind of interaction we ever had when we were were growing up into adults. And it was just not healthy and it's kind of, it's not what I would do again now if I knew um, how family was going to be a thing in my life as I grew up. But as a kid, I never considered it. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't consider it. I think as a kid, I was just like, these are the these are annoying other people that I have to live with, and I just have to force myself to like tolerate these other people that I live with because they're my brothers, um, and I don't have a choice. And I don't think I ever considered like the fact that like, oh, maybe I want like to have a relationship with them and like actually like form like a bond with them. And I always just kind of like wanted I don't know what it was with me but I always wanted them to be afraid of me because I wanted I wanted my brothers to be afraid of me because I wanted them to leave me alone so I wanted them to be afraid of me so I would do everything in my power to make them afraid of me like I would like I would just be an awful sister I was a terrible sister I was not a good sister at all and I completely regret a lot of what I did at that time because I just I just was a terrible sibling um, but I mean, you're a kid, you're a kid, you can't, you can't blame yourself because you don't know what, you, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what the consequences of what you're doing are, um, but, like, I would just, I would just spend so much time just fucking around, 
and not really spending time with them and like getting to know them as people like like my siblings like now that my brothers are like grown up and like they're 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 getting to that age where they're like becoming adults and like it's like they have like personalities and shit i'm like oh shit like this is a person that i can be friends with and it's like weird because now we can relate on things and like i can like talk to my brothers about being like oh when was the first time you smoked and like like we can talk about that and that's like really interesting and it's just very like new and like weird and like uncharted territory but i enjoy it at the same time yeah i get that because you i think you're in a you're in a situation that i might not be in where for example i know you went on a road trip with your family and your brothers um recently my brother's not really been in the country for a year and before that we i was at uni um and then he was traveling we've never really been at home for a long a long period of time at the same time in the last few years um that's something i want to do is i want to start trying to get closer to my brother because i was similar to you in that i was a kind of a shit older brother i didn't want anything to do with him most of the time um if we weren't fighting there was something in my mind that was telling me that just he was just that annoying guy who followed me around a lot yeah and now he's a person and he's you know he's he's still growing but he's got his own life and his own story and i just feel both bad and i feel like i'm missing out on having that family connection with him but how's it been like going on those road trips with your brothers you know days spending day with days with them recently um is it has it changed anything has it helped you know strengthen your bond and stuff like that it's it's very weird because um like well it's it's basically like you're you're completely like separated from each other because i live i live in england and they live in the states and they have completely separate lives and then all of a sudden i am forced back into the household and i'm forced back into this role that i haven't been playing um for the past like year and i have to play the older sister role again and then i get forced into the car and then we all sit in the car and then we all play our little roles of like older sister middle brother little brother and like that kind of that kind of shit but like it's just it, it it's it's weird but it also is like a bonding experience for me and my like my brothers like like my like <laughs> i hope to god my parents don't listen to this but um like whenever my parents would leave the room my brother would ask me like for like to take a hit off of, of my vape and like that would be like such a bonding experience for me because i'd be like wow like oh my god we're it's actually it's a modern day bonding like like we can actually like bond over something that that like we have something to bond over and we actually have a similar interest like finally after years of not having any similar interests and and like after years of just like bullying because like my brothers like bullied me a lot and they just kind of like pushed me around and just kind of treated me like shit because they were like well she's she's this older sister like we were the younger brothers we can team up against her and we can just like sh- we can like shoot her with nerf guns and we can always like like just like draw on her door and like just like just causing chaos as, as children would do but like now it's like my brothers are like actual people and i'm like they're they have friends they have friends that are friends with people that i know and i'm like that that's wild because i'm like wow you're 
like an actual a person now like it's like you, like you're ha- becoming a, an, an entire life that is like yet to bloom I guess is the best way to describe it but I don't know I mean you mentioned when you're back in the car with your parents you're forced into roles do you feel like them being there kind of reverts you guys a bit to how you used to be when you were younger do you feel that when you're in that car with your parents you um, still feel that kind of competitive kind of feeling around your brothers and do you feel it's changed at all when they're around or is it exclusively when you're by you know the three of you by yourselves I'd say it's definitely still there. There's definitely still, like, that playfulness kind of, like, feeling, like, of, like, just kind of general, like, like, oh, I want to, like, fuck around with you. Like, like me, like, just, like, poking my brother in the head, like, just because I want to be a dick and just be annoying. Like, there's still definitely, like, that kind of category of, like, things going on. But there's also, like, the category of, like, oh, we each have our seat in the car and this is where we sit and I have to do this and, like, oh, I'm going to hotspot you so that you can use my internet and, like, because you're my younger brother, I'll let you use my internet. Like, like just, like, kind of, like, reverting back into our same, like, familiar, familial roles. It's the, um... The, the American stereotype of, like, a family. Mm-hmm. You've got the older siblings... The younger siblings, the one in the middle. It's the one you see in TV shows, right? Where, like, you feel that you're not so much your own person when you're with your family, but you're part of the family themselves, and you have to fit into what they want you to be, right? Is that correct, you'd say? Yeah. And then when you... It's just the three of you. It's more like it's three people who are just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter that you're siblings. You're just... You don't know each other. You both know each other. And don't know each other because you knew each other as as a child, but you spent so long away from them that you've changed the person they have too. So it's three people reconnecting almost, and through that you can kind of I don't know. It's like it's meeting new people, it's learning about them again for the first time. If that makes sense, would you say it's right? Yeah, I'd say so. It's a uh, meeting. It's like meeting an old friend, but not the kind who you can hang out with twice a year and they'll always be the same. It's the kind that goes abroad and you don't see them for three years and they come back and they're a different person and it's figuring out whether you can still reconnect as a friend, whether you're still, you know, you work as mates and you can hang out together. And it's um, evidently it will in some way because you're siblings. You have a technically, um, or supposedly, I guess, you have a stronger connection than you would with your friends, but it's still that same kind kind of situation, that same kind of path you're going down. Yeah, definitely. Like it it's it's weird seeing your siblings become ad, like adults because you're like you're like I'm seeing you become like an independent entity and like a, your own person and like especially like like Ollie you probably have a little bit different experience because your brothers a little bit older than my brothers are. Mm. But my brothers are like like my brothers a senior right now in high school. Is that the yeah that's my the oldest brother um he's a senior in high school and it's like it's weird because it's like i remember how what it was like for me to be a senior in high school but i can't imagine him being a senior in high school at the same time as 
when I was being a senior in high school because it's just it's just so weird because I'm like it was a completely different time and at the same time there's also COVID you have to factor mm. in because COVID COVID happened and so like my my senior year was not like any other any mm. other senior year that anybody's had ever almost, had uh, a broken down senior year you had like the taster version you'd get you know you don't get a do the same kind of parties maybe there wouldn't have been the same events on I mean speaking from what I knew what was going on here I only lost out on a couple of months of school like the last year of my A-levels um, when COVID started and then I did uh, just a, a year working at Tesco but I know that it kind of it shut down everything like you think it hit um, uh, the you know it hit everyone you think it hit the middle generation the parents bad but the teenagers and the young adults who are starting to grow into themselves missed out on a stage of their life that's vital for them figuring out who they want to be. And I feel like that's almost... A lot of people I know uh, are less sure of who they are than people who were in that, that age a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's just me um, reaching the stage now and realising that the people I thought were sure and confident we're just acting in front of a younger person or whether that's due to covid but i don't know what are your thoughts i don't know genuinely genuinely i think covid covid has done a lot of stuff for a lot of different people like covid was good for some people and covid was bad for some people like i'd say like my my brothers basically just kind of went into a cocoon when they were when we when covid happened they kind of just kind of just played video games all day and just spent all their time inside and that's all that they did whereas I spent some time outside reading and I was reading a lot of books and I was spending time like researching schools and like schools that I wanted to go to like universities and that kind of stuff like I was spending time doing that whereas they were just spending time playing video games which I'm like fair enough like you spend your time however you want like that's fair like you do you but, like, at the same time, I was prepping for the rest of my life, basically, during COVID, which was a stressful time. It was, it was stressful to be prepping for the rest of your life while you're literally, while the world is mm. fucking upturned. The world, it feels like there's nothing to prep for. It feels like you're prepping for something that can't exist at the moment because right now it doesn't, even though one day you hope it will go back the way it was you look at it as it is in the present and it just doesn't exist in the way you want it. Exactly. And it's never going to be the way that it was. Like, you'll never be able to get that authenticity of what used to be again because there will always be some remnants of COVID. Mm. And it's just, it's always going to be a part of the culture. Yeah. Um, It's ridiculous. But yeah, I think, should we call it there? Or do you want to keep going? I think we could call it there. Nice, because I do want to go and get food because i am so hungry and my stomach keeps rumbling <laughs> i've been trying to cover it from the microphone <laughs> my stomach's been rumbling like every three or four minutes i'm like oh no it's a tiny microphone we're doing a podcast well thank you for listening very much um thank you for listening if you've gotten this far you're amazing and i love you very 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 yeah. very very much um keep on listening and i hope you listen to the next episode and i love you bye Mwah. yo